Friends, our second lesson today is from the 15th chapter of Luke's Gospel, verses 1 through 7. Now all of the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. Which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one that is lost until he finds it? When he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders and rejoices. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, may your Holy Spirit be in this place, be in every heart, be in the words that are spoken, be in our minds. May we hear you this day, Lord, and in hearing you, may we grow closer to the people you are calling us to be. Amen. This passage begins with the Pharisees grumbling. And I think sometimes in our traditions, we're so used to the gospel narratives that set up the Pharisees as the bad guys that it's easy to write them off as a bunch of complainers. I mean, they're never happy, are they? And so when we start with this passage, maybe where we ought to start is with the Old Testament. Because the Pharisees are faithful people, faithful to what the Old Testament has called them to be. Here's what I mean. The story of the Old Testament is a story of God calling a chosen people, Israel. And God hoped that Israel would be this light that would show other people how to follow God. Unfortunately, they happened to be human, and they failed over and over again. But they believed that they were called to be the righteous people in the world. Actually, both Psalm number 1 and Proverbs number 1, they both say, don't tread in the way of the wicked. Don't associate with those who are sinners. It's the same thing that my grandfather used to say, but he said it in like the Western North Carolina way, which is, if you keep going to the barber shop, you're going to get your hair cut. Right? The Pharisees believed that they were called to be righteous. And if they were to suddenly be with people who were sinners, it might have a negative impact on them and their righteousness. In addition to that, eating is especially egregious because there were all these laws about table fellowship, about who you shared your table with. So, without recognizing that Jesus is the Messiah, the Pharisees see this man 
who is saying that he is a teacher, the son of God, and yet he's going against everything they've been taught in the laws of the Old Testament. He's surrounding himself with people who are sinners. And so they wonder, what does that say about him? They're talking about it. Yes, that little rumble that shows that people are unhappy. And so Jesus tells them this story. Look, if there is one lamb who is lost, won't you go after him? And I imagine the Pharisees would say, yeah, but what are you going to do with us righteous folk? You're just going to leave us in the wilderness? Is that what you're going to do? Never realizing that when the 99 are together, they are the church. And they are called to protect one another. So I imagine that this parable falls on deaf ears. But the truly offensive part is when Jesus says, and when he finds the lamb, he rejoices. Oh, how happy he must be. He brings the lamb back to the community and he says, everyone rejoice with me. This lost lamb was found. And I imagine the Pharisees are really lost at this point because they're probably a lot like you and me. And they probably think, maybe I could tolerate those people. Maybe. But I certainly can't accept them, and I'm not going to celebrate them. And yet, that's what Jesus says, and that's what we are called to do. Now, the thing is, this story that Jesus tells is heavily ironic because Jesus talks about the 99 righteous. And the irony, friends, is that no one is righteous, not a single one of us. No one is without sin. No one has made all of the right choices honored God in all that they do. So Jesus is telling this story and it's just dripping with irony because there's no such thing as a righteous person. That's the whole of the message of Jesus Christ. He came into the world as that first passage told us to save sinners. And friends, this is good news because it's you and it's me and it's the Pharisees and it's the Gentiles. All of us who stray, Jesus came to seek and to claim. And he offers this welcome when we come back to the path of God. A few years ago, there was a story that made national news. There was a man in China. I will not do him the injustice of trying to pronounce his name. But in 1997, his two-year-old son was kidnapped. This was during the time when China had a one-child-only policy. And you hoped and you prayed that that one child was a son because he would go on to care for you in your old age. And so he and his wife had this beloved son, and one day he was out playing and he was kidnapped. This was actually a huge problem at the time. Children were often kidnapped, especially boys, and baby girls were often left in orphanages. But this man did something different. Because for the next 24 years, every day he searched 
for his son every day. He had an old motorcycle and he took a picture of his son and with the contact information for anyone who has seen him. And he thought if he could just travel over the entire country, surely someone would notice and they would help him find his son. He thought it wouldn't take too long, but it went on for 24 years. He quit his job. He would beg for money on the side of the road in order to eat. He would sleep under bridges. He traveled over 30,000 miles, five motorcycles, because he would run one until it didn't run anymore. He was robbed and beaten three different times, but still yet every day he would get up and cover new territory looking for his son for 24 years. And someone asked him, why are you doing this? And he said, it's only when I am out looking that I feel like I'm a father. That's what fathers do. They love and care and search for their children. And 24 years later, when the son is found, his mother sees him for the first time and she falls to the ground and she says, my baby is home. This passage reminds us that we are all sinful, none are righteous, and it reminds us of who God is. God is the father who searches for each of us every day of our life. And when we are found, when we turn toward God, there is rejoicing. And I like to think that even God says, my baby has come home. Because that is God's character. Because that is who God is. If you are like me, there are times when I wander from the ways of God. When I find myself in a place where I'm running on my own will, I usually know I've gotten in that place when I find myself both exhausted and discouraged. And into that place, I remember that Jesus Christ is looking for me, waiting to welcome me home. And so I want to say to you today, you are always welcome home. You are always welcome back. You are always, always invited to grow closer to Jesus Christ. You are his baby. He is the father who searches and the one who rejoices when we turn toward God again. Oh, friends, is there any better news? Thanks be to God.